This is Tim Bryan, pastor of Lifeway Apostolic Church, and this is our podcast. Thank you for joining us today. My prayer is that this message will inspire, build your faith, and draw you closer to Jesus Christ. Enjoy this message. Come on, are you happy for your ears? Put your hand over your ears and say, thank you, Lord, for my ears. The cool thing about the Word of God that you don't have to have ears to hear what the Word of the Lord says. Um, I'm thankful that I hear the sounds, but the Word of the Lord is a spiritual thing, and He can minister uh, to you into your mind. Um, and we're still thankful that the Lord has given us the ability to hear, but He also speaks to us in the Spirit. Amen. Would you stand with me? I know you've been standing up and down for a little bit here today. But I'm standing for the next 30 minutes, so y'all just going to have to stand for one more. Amen. I'll stand for the rest. Um, 13, Revelation 13, verse number 8. And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. Everybody say, all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him. It's a commandment. It will happen. It's a, it, it will happen. You will worship one day. You know, when the dead in Christ shall rise and um, be all taken up in the air, I wonder how many worshipers there'll be then. There'll be people worshiping God. Oh, don't forget me. Everybody will become a worshiper at that point. Everybody will become a prayer warrior at that point. That's not what my message is about, but really, that, that's what will happen. Um, you've probably seen either movies or read books and stuff of that perhaps what would happen when the Lord comes back and the cars that will just veer off into the ditch and planes that may go down from the sky uh, because people will be raptured in just a moment in a twinkling of an eye. Um, and I say that, and I'm getting ready to get on a plane in a few hours. I better not bring that up. <laughs> My son came to our room last night. He said, Dad... You know, news is a bad thing because every time a plane goes down, it hits the news, right? And uh, Evan comes into the room. He said, Dad, how safe is it for being on an airplane? I said, son, you've been on an airplane? And uh, my wife was not in the room. I said, it's safer to be on an airplane than being in a car with your mother. Take that out of the podcast. And the church says amen. If you rode with her, you would say amen. Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah, all right. And all that dwell, see, how do we get off on all that over ten words? See, all, and all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life of the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Verse number nine, very popular verse of scripture. This is kind of one of those Jesus wept scriptures. Many can quote this. If any man have an ear, let him hear. Let him hear. We'll read verse number 10 too. He that leadeth into captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with the sword must be killed with the sword. Here is the patience and the faith of the saints. I don't have a title today, but we're just going to get into the word of the Lord. I'm thankful that I have an ear to hear. 
I'm going to pray, and let us pray together in this room that if you have not prepared your heart and your ears to hear the word of God, let's do that right now in the name of Jesus. Let's, let's come together in prayer. Jesus, Lord, we love you. I thank you, God, for your love. Lord, you died on a cross for us. That is no greater love than that. There's no greater love than one would lay down his life for us in this room here today, or life for a friend. And Lord, you look to us as friends here today, friends that want to draw closer to you and you draw close to us. Your word says you want to draw nigh to us. Hallelujah. You want us to draw nigh to you so you will draw nigh unto us. We love you. We thank you in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray and everybody say amen. Amen. Now, y'all behave yourself. My wife just walked into the room. I'll get word back if anything is said. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Won't you shake your neighbor's hand or reach over the, reach over the uh, aisle way or the uh, chair and shake somebody's hand and welcome them and greet them in the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right. As a Sunday school teacher once said, put your listening ears on today and um, pull them out of your, your purse or your pocketbook and, um, and put them on. Everybody put your listening ears on. Got about a th thank you, Brother Mike, for cooperating me, helping me put my, everybody put your listening ears on. Amen. Because we're going to go to John chapter number one. John chapter number one. And uh, we're going to start off slow, but we're going to end in a bang here today. And um, at least I hope so. And yeah, with the help of the Lord. And um, John chapter number one. Verse number one. In the beginning was the capital W word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. That's a powerful verse right there. The same was in the beginning with God. John 1, 1, what John verse 2 says, the same was in the beginning with God. The same God of John 1 is the same God in Genesis 1. All things were made by him. And without, without him was not anything made that was made. Keep your listening ears on. Take the word of God in. In him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. You ever witness to somebody about Jesus and they have no idea what you're talking about? Because people living in a dark world, they don't understand the light of Jesus Christ. And it takes uh, someone to be a disciple unto them, to help them and show them, uh, not just through words, but through your actions. We talked the last three weeks on Wednesday night about the fruit of the Spirit. How the fruit of the Spirit needs to be made manifest in our life, and that is a testimony unto those who watch us and look at our lives. There was a man sent from God. Verse number six, whose name was John, and the same came for a witness, to bear witness of the light. 
I'm thankful that I'm a witness of the light of Jesus Christ, that all men through him might believe. We read on. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. I am not the light of the world. I am not the light. It's okay to amen that. It's I am not the light of the world. The pastor is not the light of the world. We're here just to bear witness of a light that has changed our world. Okay? Uh, That the true light, that was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he I love this. He gave them power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. We're going to keep reading. Which was born, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. How many are thankful that you were born again of water and of spirit, and God has given you the power of the Holy Ghost? Verse number 14, and the word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was God. Or was with God. And the Word was God. The blood that Jesus shed on Calvary still has power today. The reason why I can say that is because God manifested himself in flesh and he dwelt among us. So that word that was expressed in Genesis 1 is still alive through the man called Jesus. And when he died upon that cross, that blood still speaks here today. That blood is still alive here today. See, the blood of Jesus has power. The blood that Jesus shed was shed for you. Look to your neighbor and say it was for you. But let me tell you here today, the blood of that man called Jesus that was on that cross, he was not just a carpenter. Stories we understand in the Bible that Jesus was a carpenter, but he was not just a carpenter. Say, I, I, I may drive a car, but I, and I may drive, a, I may have a license, but that's not who defines me or defines me. I, I want to be known as a child of God. But Jesus was a carpenter, but that's not really who died upon the cross. Because if a carpenter just died on the cross, then why do we come together here today? He was more than a carpenter. It wasn't just a man upon that cross. It wasn't just a prophet of the Old Testament that died upon the cross. It wasn't a rabbi who just died upon the cross. It was not just a good teacher who could talk about stories and parables. That's not the kind of person. And yes, that was the attributes of who Jesus was and the things that he did, but that's not really only what he was. Or maybe he was just a miracle worker that died upon that cross, but I'm glad it just wasn't a miracle worker that died on the cross. I'm glad it was to know that it was God manifest in the flesh who died upon the cross for us. That was God who had robed himself. 
Somebody say himself. Robed himself in a body of flesh. Sometimes we can quote scriptures and we just blast right through it. But I like to pen it this way, that he robed himself in a body of flesh. He cloaked himself and became one as, as, as us, as you and I, in a visible, a, a physical, uh, visible sense. But he was God manifested in the flesh. Why did he do this? Why did God manifest himself in the flesh to dwell among us? Well, in, in, a, in, a, in a sense, because nothing else could help. Let me say that again, because nothing else really could help. Bible says, in the ways of the law of the Old Testament was weak, he became strong. Because he loved, his love reached down and it lifted us, lifted us up. Now that blood was powerful enough, that blood is powerful enough to change the destiny of humanity and to change it forever. The blood of Jesus was not just an ordinary blood. The blood of a lamb, of an Old Testament lamb, or just a, a blood of a rabbi or a blood of a prophet. But it was the blood of Jesus Christ who is the son of the living God. It was powerful enough to change the trajectory of every life. It was powerful enough to change the course of humanity. It was powerful enough to split time in existence. There are studies and, 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 and you know that the way the, date, the, the, the dates are organized. You have uh, a B.C. and A.D. There's actually a study in, in northern um, Europe right now where a man is trying to change what B.C. means. He's trying to change the course of history, trying to change that, 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 that mentality of B.C. versus A.D. because in reality he wants to take out before Christ. This world will try to remove every single thing that has anything to do with Jesus Christ. But I'm here to tell you of a light, and I am a witness of that light of Jesus Christ. I'm thankful that I don't live the way I used to live. I'm thankful that I don't talk the way I used to talk. I'm thankful today that I don't do the things that I used to do because I have become a witness of a light and of a man named Jesus who died for us here today. Name of Jesus. He robed himself in flesh. It changed time. It changed the calendar. It changed everything through the Word of God. It, he became the manifestation of the law. He began to fulfill the law. He became he, he became to do what the law could not do. Genesis chapter number one. If you want to turn there with me, Genesis chapter number. One, verse number 31. We read this in parallel to John chapter number 1. Genesis 1, 31, and it said, God saw everything that he had made. And behold, it was very good. And the evening and the morning were the sixth day. Did you know that God made each and every one of us in this room here today? He has made you, and he looks down upon you, and he says, I made that, and that's a beautiful thing. But what he is looking for each and every one of us to do, and that is to return our life back to him. He is looking for us to turn our life back to him. There are many people that are walking away from God, saying they don't need God. 
saying they have all the answers in the world that they have, that that they feel like if they gain the whole world, then that'll be enough. But the Bible says if you gain the whole world and you will lose your own soul. Pray that we are not a people that seeks the flesh desires of this world. That, not, that, that does not want to, uh, to, to seek a job or seek a, a, a position or to seek a, a, a notoriety. The Bible doesn't call us to go to notoriety. doesn't call us to, 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 to be somebody to, 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 so we can be, uh, have pride in our spirit. But God is calling for somebody to be abased, to, to the humble themselves before God so that we may be exalted in due time in His name. Many people want to have a position even in the house of God. They don't want to do the work. They don't want to do the growing. They don't want to change their ways, if you will. They don't want to do anything. But the Bible says that, that all of us are tempted. The Bible says that in James, I believe it's James 4 or James 5, that sin lieth at the door at every man's heart. It's there knocking, waiting for it to come in. It's, op- it's up to us to be able to adapt or to uh, to come to grips with that temptation and how we are to deal with that temptation. I don't have time to get into that scripture. Romans 8, chapter number, chapter number 8, verse number 3. What the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. Somebody say through the flesh. You, you, you can't just live the law, just, just doing deeds and doing things won't, won't get you. It's weak through the flesh, but it's only through Jesus Christ that we can have everlasting life, that we can have joy in the Holy Ghost. It's through the blood that was shed on Calvary's cross. I want to be ready to go to heaven. I said I want to be ready to go to heaven. I, we live in a society today that I feel that many people have become accustomed to going to church and living for the Lord, and they really have not. They have gone. They put their walk with God on the, in the back seat, and they have allowed the cares of the world to dictate their life more than the cares of God, the things of God. And I think this is an epidemic, in the, even in the church, it's an epidemic that we will have a form of godliness. Bible, that's Bible, I might as well use Bible, don't use conjecture here. It's a form of godliness, but we deny the presence of the Lord. We deny the work, the perfect work of God in our life. And we, we deny the principles of the word of God. Now, <clears throat> I was so thankful with Brother Hornbeck when he was praying and Elder Haywood as he led our service, started off our service in prayer because there was a lot of meat in those prayers. There was a lot of purpose in those prayers because we, we, we cry, and I think Brother Hornbeck alluded to it, but we cry, Lord, I just need a word from you. How many ever prayed that prayer? God, I need a word. We, we want a word from God every day, but we're, we're afraid to open up the Bible to receive the word. We, we, we expect the pastor or somebody just to call us out. Lord, let some, lay some soul or somebody on their heart. Maybe they'll call me and just give me a word. But the Lord's like, well, I got your, my words right there. And the word, my word's right there. And it, it will save you, it will keep you, it will guide you, it will lead you. It'll, it's a light, it's a lamp, it's, a, it's healing, it's virtue, it's, it's, it's full of power and mercy. But we neglect because we're not disciplined enough to listen to the word of God. Not disciplined enough. 
We're too busy in our life. We're too busy with situations. We get too busy with the cares of life that we begin to fixate our life around the cares of this world. I, I, I was disturbed a few months ago when a man and a family had uh, gone to church, and I won't say what church, but they had gone to church, and, and uh, one of their children uh, felt a compelling to be baptized and want, wanted to do a work for the Lord and felt like he, he wanted to, to make his effort to, to start making things right with God. And, and, and uh, dad and mom got nervous because if the kids start getting a revelation of Jesus, then all of a sudden they, get, they would feel obligated to show up to church and start reading their Bible and start explaining scriptures to them. And, but what happened over a period of time that mom and dad never took them back to church? They wanted to snuff out that drive for the Holy Ghost. That's the prevailing wind of this world. That, 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 they, they may not understand all that they're doing, but what they're doing is they're snuffing out the next generation's voice that yearns for the power of the Holy Ghost. My God, help us in this church here today. Let us not be people that pushes kids aside and says, no, that's, that's for the next year. Let us train our children. Let us find an Elisha that we can disciple to help know the Lord Jesus Christ prevailing wind of this world is to fill our homes with conversations that are not of God. Prevailing wind of this world, the spirit of the Antichrist will try to teach us and show us that we can just talk about church on Sunday but not on Monday. And when I say church, I'm talking about the things of God, the things of the Word of God. I don't know about you, but I like to have conversations in my home about Jesus Christ. I like to have conversations with my kids about who Jesus is. I love doing homeschool with them because one of their, one of their classes is a Bible class and they got to quote scripture and I can hear them singing songs and I can hear them quoting scriptures and their history classes are full of Bible verses. Their, their English and language classes are full of, of Bible verses. Why is that important? Because I'm training up a child to know that the word of God is important. But even so, they read all that and they'll go through the classes. I can't allow a Becca curriculum to disciple them. Mom and dad got to disciple them. It is not the church's job to disciple your kids. It's your job to disciple your kids so they may know who Jesus is. How I got off on all that. There is nothing in the Word of God that's by accident. Nothing in the Word of God is by accident. Hebrews 12, verse number 24. And to Jesus, the mediator of the new covenant, and to the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. There are things that the Word of God wants to speak to you and His blood wants to speak to you that have not been revealed to you yet. We can go through many things in, in the scriptures. Um, I have not arrived. None of us really have arrived in knowing everything there is to know about the word of God. I will never know everything there is to know about the word of God. But we press towards a mark, right, of trying to understand what the word of God is trying to teach us. I want to be, have good ears to hear what the word of God is showing us. 
But the Bible teaches us that we got to come to Jesus. We got to come to him. Because he is the mediator of the new covenant and the blood of sprinkling that speaketh better things than that of Abel. Abel's blood was innocent. Abel's blood was shed. Abel's blood had a voice from the ground, but Jesus' blood is eternal. Jesus' blood is heavenly. Jesus' blood is divine. It is better than the blood of Abel. So his blood is still talking for me. See, the church is not full of pretty people without scars. The church is not full of people that have all the answers. The church is not full of people that don't have any uh, pains and sorrows in their past. The church is like an emergency ward for a hospital, for, uh, in, in your hospital. It's like an emergency room that you come in with wounds and scars, but it's a spiritual thing that we're in an emergency room, but nobody wants to tell us or tell anybody about what their wounds or scars are. Many of us in this room, you've gone to the emergency room. You've gone through perhaps surgeries. You've had different things. I've had stitches in my forehead, which is a complete story I would love to tell you at another time. I've, I've had, uh, I sprained my ankle a couple weeks ago. Bless God. I, I, you know, I've done some goofy stuff through my life, and I, I've had some pains, and I've had some, uh, uh, some hard times, but I know where to take those scars and those pains and those sorrows. Take them to Jesus Christ. Um, there are people in this room, your lives are a mess. It may not look like it, but your life is a mess. Life is on the borderline of being destroyed. Lives that are perhaps in this room that you're battling addiction and you're bound and you're in a place of bondage. You're in a place that you feel like there's no way out. People perhaps in this room here today that you've felt like you've even gotten into a place that you never can get out of and it's only by the help of God that you're going to make it through. So have an amen. You don't know where the answer is going to come from. You don't know where to turn. But let me tell you today about Jesus when he died on the cross. His blood is still speaking today for you. Blood is still speaking today for you. You look around this room here today, we all look nice. Oh, got a hat over here. That's nice. Yeah, people that we, we, we try to look good and we try to put on a smile on our face, but on the inside, we're dealing with things. We're dealing with sorrows and pains, um, distress, perhaps sin. Some of us have sinned, and you do not want to come out of that sin, so you're actually living in rebellion, not just sin, the Bible says. But we all look nice, we all look great, but in the midst of being in the presence of God, there's got to be a something in our spirit. Sometime or another in this service, you have felt compelled to come to the Lord and make things right. There has been a point in this service that, I, that you felt the tug of the Holy Ghost and you had done something in that moment. You have decided to stop worshiping or to stop saying that or get your mind on something else or to go a different route, to go a different way, and you still smiled. You looked like you worshiped perhaps, but you felt in your spirit that you knew you wanted to do more for God, but you, you really don't want to turn your life over to the Lord. Am I speaking to anybody here today? 
You won't admit it if I was. But just as in the day when Jesus died on the cross, that word became flesh and it dwelt among us. When you say the word, I'm talking about God expressed himself. The word, his word became flesh. It began to dwell among us. And his word is still speaking here today because I've read his word. We've heard, we've sang his word today. We've talked about his word today. But do you know what type of word this is? It is a bondage-freeing word. It is a healing word. I felt the Holy Ghost just right then. Let me just say this. There are relationships that God can heal through his word. There are marriages that can be healed through his word. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. There are friendships that can be reunited through the word. There are mothers and daughters and fathers and sons and families that can be reunited and healed through the word of God. How can that happen? Because the blood of Jesus still is speaking today. But you got to have ears to hear it. You could look through the eyes of the Almighty Savior when he died on the cross. Before he died, he took care of his mama. Look at the story. He looked at one of the apostles. He says, you take care of my mama. Take care of her. But he also, when he died on that cross, he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. He had to die. He'd know the fulfillment, but he, he, wasn't, he wasn't condemning the act of him dying because he knew he had to die. He was forgiving them because they knew not who he really was and what he had really come to do. It is to save them. The very act of dying was the very act of also of salvation. The cross that he lied upon, the nails that went into his hands, the the, the crown of thorns that went on his hand, that very act of pain and suffering was also the very act of salvation and the very act of healing. That very act of that day is the very same look, as if you will, that God will look down upon his congregation and he wants to heal. He said, they are, they're worshiping me, but to, uh, they worship me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They know not what they are doing. Do they know who I really am and have come to do? I'm thankful today that the blood got between me and depression one day. That I'm thankful today that blood got in between me and bondage one day. I remember sliding on a sheet of ice and that old blue Thunderbird going, going south of Geist Reservoir and somebody pulled out in front of me and I began to slide and I hit a guardrail and that car barely missed me. I'm thankful that the blood got between me and that car. I'm thankful today that 
on the first day of a, of, as, of, as, a, uh, as a new driver that I, that I was pulling, uh, going to school, the first day of school had my, my well, it, wasn't, it was a new car to me, but my hunk of junk to school, and I, I was excited about it, but I got distracted, and I rear-ended somebody, and it could have been much worse. I'm thankful that the blood got between me and that car. And there are many times that we'll thank God for where the blood has reached out and become between us and a situation. But that blood doesn't stop speaking. It's speaking again here today. And it wants to be that same healing power between you and whatever it is you're facing here today. That blood that wants to speak, it wants to halt, it wants to stop whatever's going on and bring healing like a balm to your life. pretty much done. I, I feel we need to stop right there with the healing. Why don't you stand with me right now? I think there's healing that needs to come in this room right now. I feel the Holy Ghost. I, come back next week. You'll hear a better message. My dad's preaching next week, so you come back for something else. But I just I felt a little bit derailed today because to get to this moment of, of healing, there's healing that needs to come into this house. I feel like Acts, Peter and John are walking to the temple. They said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, I'm going to give unto thee. I, 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 they had a word it was going to intercede for healing at that moment. I, I, I don't feel like a, a Peter and a John, but I, I feel like I have a word for somebody today and say, I don't have perhaps the money to give you. I don't have maybe the things that you really desire, but what I do have is Jesus Christ. I don't have much, but what I do have is the word of God. And the blood of Jesus is about to step in the front of whatever situation you got. Get a lost loved one, let that blood speak for you. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. If you would like to know more information about our church, please check us out on Facebook at Lifeway Apostolic Church. May God richly bless you.